Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. To not just a sports report. I am very excited. There has been a change of plan today, and I am sitting down right now about to jump into the UFC 274 main card. Now, I was actually lined up to go to the AFL, a sports game down here in Australia, but plans fell through. So I was going to watch this on replay. Now I get to watch this live. I am so, so stoked, so ready. There are some fights on this main card that I cannot wait to delve into. We've got two title fights in the main event. Charles Oliveira, who missed weight and has been stripped of his UFC lightweight championship. I don't believe he can win the title either. If he wins here, if he wins, he will not be crowned the champion. So a huge, huge spanner in the works for this main event. And on the other side, you have the number one ranked lightweight, Justin Gaethje. He's had a title shot before, was submitted against Khabib, but Khabib Nurmagomedov is gone now. And Gaethje is going to be put to the test once again against the new king, the man who can submit you from any position, Charles Oliveira. Well, Justin Gaethje, he is coming for that belt. And if he gets the win tonight, well, he will be crowned the champion. So there is a huge edge and advantage now because Oliveira, he's fighting for the vacant title, just fighting to stay alive. But Gaethje, he is fighting for that prize to be crowned the champion. So it is going to be an awesome main event. In the co-main event, we have the women's strawweight title fight. It is Rose Namajunas up against Carla Esparza for the second time. I cannot wait for that. I'm a huge fan of both ladies. Esparza, look, everyone loves Thug Rose, but I'm a huge fan of Esparza as well. So I think that'll be one of the fights of the night. I did see a few of the prelims fights, did miss a couple. As I said, I thought I was doing something, but plans fell through. So sitting down today exclusively for the main card, thoughts and comments and i tell you what there isn't two fights or two there are two fights sorry outside of the title fights probably even more so than the title fights that i am most excited for the first is one of the co-main events and that is michael chandler up against tony ferguson that is going to be a dream fight you just know that one isn't going to disappoint the crowd are going to be going wild tony ferguson what does he have left i think he's going to have plenty left in the tank for this showing, and Michael Chandler, the perfect guy to bring it out of Tony Ferguson. So that is going to be a fight. I cannot wait to sit down and watch. So stoked I get to do it live now and don't have to avoid spoilers and things like that. And look, the other fight that I am most excited for, that is our welterweight opener of this main card. We have Randy Brown up against my favorite prospect in the UFC. And there are plenty of them, a lot of awesome prospects. But this one in particular, he caught my eye a while ago. I've been following his career with keen interest and every step of the way, look, I'm on this guy's bandwagon. He is my favorite prospect in the UFC. Chaos Williams, some devastating knockouts on his resume. And he's going to be looking to add another one here. But Randy Brown, a very high level opponent. He is absolutely capable of spoiling the party. In the betting market, they are absolutely even. Like this is a quality stylistic matchup. Roundy Brown, very much capable of the win. But as I said, Chaos Williams, my favorite prospect in the UFC. 
This fight is only minutes away. So what I'm going to do is sit down and watch the fight. And as I do in thoughts and comments, I will come back after the fight. And yeah, thoughts and comments. So Chaos Williams, I have thrown a bet on Chaos Williams. One head-to-head bet. And for the method, I have gone Chaos Williams by knockout. As I said, I'm on the bandwagon hard. There are certain prospects that I keep as ones to watch. Andre Fialo, who's down a little bit earlier on this card. Two first round knockouts in the last three weeks. He's another one that's starting to rise up. So I've got my eyes on a lot of different ones. But Chaos Williams, there's something about him. There's something about him that I am really drawn to. Maybe it's the hectic knockouts. So Chaos Williams, I am a huge fan. Massive fan of Randy Brown as well, it must be said. So that's what makes me so excited for this fight. But it's I'm just... I'm a stand for Chaos Williams. So I'm taking Chaos Williams by knockout. Going to sit down and fully immerse myself in this fight. And I will be back once we have a result with my thoughts and comments. What a fight and a way to set the tone for the main card. The welterweights going the distance, the full 15 minutes. And look, I've never seen Chaos Williams so out of his element, so uncomfortable. Randy Brown, what a performance. He, he was a bit uncomfortable. Randy, in the first round, I think Chaos, he took the first round of the fight. We haven't, sorry, got to the decision yet. Um, but second round, Randy Brown just came out. He adjusted perfectly. Definite second round win for Randy Brown. And then it was a closer third round. But uh, look, I think, in my opinion, from what I saw, I would give the win to Randy Brown. Now, I went Chaos Williams. He is my favorite prospect. But yeah, I've never seen him so out of his element. He did try for some big shots and he landed a couple. It was a closer third round, but just judging from what I've seen and what Dana White is seeing in front of him, I think Randy Brown's going to get the win. And look, I hyped up Chaos Williams a lot. So now it looks like it very well may be time to get on board the Randy Brown train, which I was already on. But yeah, major, major, that's not a word, uh, major, major hype around Randy Brown now. Just stumbling my lines. I'm getting excited. This decision is coming up. So I think Randy Brown's got the win, but going to tune in for the decision and I'll jump back quickly with the result in a moment. All right. So Randy Brown getting it done by split decision. And one thing I've worked out, like watching a few of the prelims fights, we seem to have a rogue judge. There have been multiple matches uh, like Macy Chasson and Norma Dumont was one, like multiple ones where two judges have seen it the way that it looks like it's gone. And then one judge is seeing it from a totally different perspective. So one of the judges going for Chaos Williams here. We definitely have a rogue judge. So now the fighters on this main card, I think they're going to take notice and know like, holy shit, you do not want to leave it to the judges tonight. Two of them, uh, they seem to be like seeing the same way. But if it's a really close fight, then maybe those two judges who are seeing it similarly will actually have a difference of opinion. So there is a rogue judge in the midst and definitely, definitely don't want to be leaving your fights to decision tonight. But for Randy Brown, that is three straight wins. And now, look, he's beaten my favorite prospect. So I have to give him credit. No doubt, Randy Brown, one to watch in the UFC. Can't wait to see what is next for him. Up next on this main card, we have a really intriguing light heavyweight scrap, which I'm interested to see how it goes down. We've got Ovin St. Preux, and this is the second time these guys have fought. So Ovin St. Preux, look, his career started to build when he got an upset win over former light heavyweight champion Mauricio Shogun Rua. 
Well, now, a bit later in both of their careers, Rua had retired. He seems to be out of retirement, obviously. Uh, but St. Prue, he's still looking to climb his way up the ladder. He needs a big win here. And for Rua, well, when I first started watching the UFC, he was a champion. He was in the main event, so I know him well, and I'm really keen to see how he goes here. But, yeah, I think, look, he's been fighting for a hell of a long time. It has been... A crazy amount of time since I was watching him in those main events so I've gone with OSP here but look I'll be cheering Rua on as well so really keen to see how this light heavyweight fight goes down I will be back at the end with my thoughts and comments okay that one going the full distance to be honest after the first round or two I kind of tuned out the crowd were booing not much to report on we see Jared Cannonier here he's he's gonna be facing up against Izzy for the title uh, who else? We got Arizona Cardinals. Cool. Uh, look, yeah, not much to report on in that fight. Shogun Rua, yeah, it, it, <clears throat> not much to report on. I'll say that. You'd, not one to go back and watch if you haven't actually watched this card. So OSP ending up getting the decision win. And yeah, not much to report on. So I guess congratulations over in St. Prue. Uh, I would say we'd probably see him next time, maybe higher up on an Apex card because that was... Not quite pay-per-view worthy. Look, Shogun, both guys have put in the mileage to be, deserve to be on pay-per-view. But yeah, not nothing to report on in that. So what I'm keen to report on, oh, so pumped, is this next one, lightweight action, a dream fight. Tony Ferguson, can he get the win up against Michael Chandler? One thing I do know is that this is going to be a fight of the year contender. Oh, I am so pumped. So pumped. So I'm taking Michael Chandler. And at the moment, I'm a bit unsure. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to go Chandler double chance by either decision or knockout. Like he's going to have intent to go for the knockout. But Tony Ferguson, very evasive. He's a hard man to knock out. So I'm going to go for Michael Chandler by either knockout or decision. But look, I love both fighters. We just, this is going to be a great fight no matter what. We know that. So I'm going to sit down now for this. I'm going to fully immerse myself after that last kind of pretty boring contest with the greatest respect. Now this one, I mean, this is not going to be boring. This is going to be one of the fights of the night, one of the fights of the year. Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler going to return at the end of this fight with my thoughts and comments, but holy shit. So keen for this one. Wow, that was something else. Incredible. I'm like, like speechless. That is a definite bonus check. Everything Michael Chandler does matters. Every fight he is in is important. And Michael Chandler with a hectic knockout at the start of the second round. A front kick to the face. I am collecting myself. But Michael Chandler, wow. He, he is every bit the prospect. That puts him straight back in title contention. I know someone like Islam Makashev potentially has that next title shot. But look, I think Conor McGregor is a fight that makes a ton of sense. Chandler breaking down in tears. He's obviously worked really hard. And you do have to feel for Tony Ferguson, who got laid out like he was face down on the mat. Is this the end for Tony? I don't know. Look, he's been going up against nonstop killers, the absolute elite of the world. So look, Tony... I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, Floyd, he is still down as well. Tony Ferguson receiving attention. So a little bit concerning there. But wow, front kick to the face. Perfect landing just on the chin. 
And, oh man, look, at least that was just one really big one. So hopefully Tony, you know, after a bit of a break rebounds, but it already took him one year to return to action. Michael Chandler, oh wow, and the stream fight, just watching the replay. Yeah, definitely got a feel for Tony. He's one of the legends of the sport, always in entertaining fights. But for Michael Chandler, so hyped. That was out of nowhere. That was a blink and you will miss it. Front kick to the face. I am, I'm in awe of that. Michael Chandler straight back in the title picture. And look, the interview is going to be really, really interesting. So I'm going to sit down, listen to what Michael Chandler has to say. I'm thinking maybe a McGregor shout out or call out rather. Uh, Tony Ferguson up on the stool now. Yeah, I uh, got a feel for him. It would just be sinking in now, kind of what's happened. He wouldn't know what has happened, but yeah, just collecting himself now, Tony Ferguson. Michael Chandler is going off. Gilbert Burns, his teammate in the crowd, absolutely loving it. My phone is blowing up. Every All my mates who are watching this losing their shit. Michael Chandler, wow. I'll, I'll tune back in after his interview. I'm thinking maybe McGregor call out knowing what channel is like. That's another big money fight. Uh, oh, wow. Back in title contention in a big way. Michael Chandler, take a bow. Far out. That is why you pay Michael Chandler the big bucks. That is why he is the marquee man. Huge. His microphone performance, as big as his knockout. One of the great knockouts of all time. Over one of the greatest lightweight fighters of all time. Absolutely laid him out. The force behind the kick. And look, Chandler, he got the fans very pumped up. And he called out, look, first he said, Charles Oliveira, I want you in a main event. Let's run it back. Or Justin Gaethje, if you win tonight, let's run it back. One of the greatest fights I've ever seen. Gaethje and Chandler, two huge callouts. And then as I expected, he said, if that doesn't go down for some reason, he wants Conor McGregor. And when you think about Conor McGregor, look, my personal opinion, if he gets a title shot, I'm not going to like riot. But Conor McGregor, I think he needs to be coming off a win before he challenges for a title. Michael Chandler, there is no better match, no more perfect match than Michael Chandler. The spectacle would be insane. The press conference, the interviews, everything leading up to the fight and the fight itself that is main event material. And Chandler said at 170. So he said, Connor, mate, if you want to fight at 170, we'll fight there. If you want to fight at 155, I'm sure they can arrange a deal there. So, wow, that is huge. That is the fight. That, that just makes so much sense. McGregor versus Chandler. That would sell tickets, no doubt. I think that's, that's what I want to see. Personally, that is what I want to see next. So definitely, I watched the space on that one, but... Michael Chandler back in the win column with an emphatic knockout over Tony Ferguson. McGregor up next. That is what I want to see if it's not a title shot. But I think Chandler needs that one more big win. He's already had a title shot early in his career. So, or at least with the UFC, rather. He's been around for a hot minute. More than worthy of the main event spot. But I think McGregor, that makes the most sense. I think both of them need that one more win before they can challenge for a title. So that makes so much sense. Michael Chandler, Conor McGregor, hopefully that is the one that they make happen. And yeah, what a fight. Michael Chandler picking up the knockout win. So, wow, I, I am just still a bit speechless, even though I've just been talking for ages. But McGregor's the one I want to see next, but still trying to digest what I've actually just seen from Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson. And when I said OSP, Shogun Rua, 
one to probably not worry about going back and watching. Well, this one is the opposite. What a crazy, exciting fight. Leading in now to our co-main event, the women's strawweight title up for grabs. It is Rose Namajunas defending the belt against a woman who's defeated her before in Carla Esparza. So a former champion in her own right. This is going to be a very, very personal affair with the championship on the line. And look, what we like to do in thoughts and comments today, it's just me, is at the end of each round in a five-round fight, I will check back in with my thoughts on how each round's going since it's such an important fight. So from these next two fights, after each round, I will give my thoughts and comments. So heading into this strawweight fight, I have Rose Namajunas winning by decision. I think this is going to be a really close one. Carla Esparza is a major threat for the belt and the women's strawweight division really, really heating up. We've got Zhang Wei Li and Joanna Yeljacek going back up against it, running it back in the greatest female fight and one of the greatest fights I have ever seen. Uh, that is going to be so much fun. Only three rounds, that one, but look, the women's strawweight division well and truly heating up. My favorite prospect still working her way toward a title shot as well in Marina Rodriguez, but tonight it is all about the most worthy contender in Carla Esparza up against the champion Thug Rose Namajunas. So taking Thug Rose by decision, but have nothing but respect for Carla Esparza. I am so hyped for this co-main event. So gonna jump into the co-main event now. I will be back at the end of round one with my thoughts and comments. Women's strawweight title fight, this is gonna be a banger. Far out, that first round, far too close to tell. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure who, who's won this first round and hopefully it doesn't come down to this, but there's still another four rounds to go, but Gee whiz, especially because, as I mentioned earlier, we do have a rogue judge. So, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I guess you give that champion's advantage to Rose Namajunas, considering that she's the champion. So, look, I'm not a professional scorer. I'm going to say Thug Rose up one round, but, like, uh, that could be a drawn round. That was a really tough one to pick. But if I had to go, look, I'd just say literally on that champion's advantage, maybe we say Rose is up 1-0 or the, the judges could see it very differently. So that first round, a bit of an anomaly as we head into the second now. I'll tune in, hopefully a bit of a clearer cut outcome and knowledge on who's ahead in this second round. So I'll tune back in at the end of the second well, yeah, not much to report on, honestly. Uh, after the second round, I it could be drawn. I'm going to stop trying to score this. This is the first two rounds. I don't know. So I guess the, let's judge it from like a three-round fight, three fight perspective. I'm sure this is even, but geez, I don't know. This is, it's, it hopefully will heat up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I had a cigarette before. Uh but look, the championship rounds, if it's going to heat up somewhere, that'll be the championship rounds. But gee whiz. Um, yeah, this could be a draw. I don't know. This is really, really close one. We'll see how the next three rounds play out. But yeah, heading into round three, not a whole lot to report on, to be honest. Round three as well, yeah. Still not much to report on. This isn't the most entertaining fight I've ever seen by any stretch. But Carla Esparza using her style. And honestly, now I'm still really not sure but. Maybe Carla Esparza in the lead or a draw or some kind of split decision situation. But Carla Esparza, pretty ineffective with a couple of takedowns. But she did land some takedowns in a fight where virtually nothing has happened. So 
I think Carlo Esparza could have her nose in front. We are now in the championship rounds. This is where it matters. Who wins these next two rounds is going to win the title. So this next 10 minutes is the clutch 10 minutes. Let's see who stands up. Okay, so yeah, not much to report on again. To give you some context, Joe Rogan and the commentators have ventured into talking about the most boring title fights of all time and where this one compares. So that is basically where we're at. But uh, look, I actually think Carla Esparza is leading, as I said, champion's advantage to Rose in a fight where not much has happened. But Look, this isn't going round by round, but just general overall in this first four rounds heading into the last. I actually think Carla Esparza. Definitely some kind of split decision situation. Maybe we see a draw. I really don't know at this point. But I think Carla Esparza has her nose in front. I think she's had, in a fight where nothing's happened, in the tiny moments that matter, look, it's still been very even in that regard. But I think just that tiny bit more intent shown by Carla Esparza. I think she leads in this fight, but I have no idea. So sitting down now for the fifth and final round, please let something happen. I think Rose is actually going to go for it here. She absolutely has to. I think, you know, you don't know, especially tonight, how the judges are going to score it. You never want to leave it to the judges in a title fight. Here we go. Last five minutes. Couple of minutes left in the final round and where we're at, uh, Joe Rogan and DC, they are calling this the dud of all duds. So yeah, another one. Definitely don't worry about going and watching this one back. Two minutes to go. I still have Carla in front. I think she's about to be crowned the champion, but nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. There you go. There's some thoughts and comments. No thoughts and comments. No comment. Nothing's happening. Okay, so the fight is over. 25 minutes of my life that I will never get back with the most respect paid to both ladies. But yeah, that... It was a dud. The commentators are right. It was an absolute dud. Look, Rose Namajunas with a takedown right at the end of the round. Carla Esparza with less than a minute, like only like 21 seconds of actual ground control time. So I think maybe that sways it in favor. I had Esparza leading, but Rose won the last round. So I think Rose with champion's advantage may just clinch this. I can definitely see a split decision. I can definitely see a draw. I can see Carla Esparza winning. I have no fucking idea what just happened. Honestly, like what just happened? I think that literally could be what decides a title fight, that takedown at the end of the fifth round where nothing else happened. So we are heading to the decision. Look, I'm going to go Rose Namajunas by split decision. I'm so unsure though. So I'll check back at the end of the decision and we'll search the interviews after that and see what the go was there. But yeah, maybe she was carrying an injury. I don't know, but that was, I mean, if I was on the verge of falling asleep, that would have made me fall asleep. Like definitely. I think if you were in the arena and you needed to get some beers or some drinks or food, whatever, you'd just be like, yeah, the lines would be packed at the food stalls about two or three rounds into this one, you definitely get the clue like, okay, now is my time to make a move. I'm getting kind of hungry. I've been at the UFC all day. I kind of want to get some more drinks. Uh, that That's the level of that fight. So yeah, heading to the decision now, I am so confused. We have a new champion. Unbelievable by split decision. Carla Esparza gets it done. I have no complaints. There were no robberies. There were no, nothing happened. So that like, and I, as I said, I'm a big fan of Carla Esparza's, so she gets it done by split decision. Rose didn't do enough, didn't do enough. Neither, neither woman 
can be, you know, they only really have themselves to blame, whoever lost. And Rose ended up losing the title. I don't think we'll see that one get run back immediately. Maybe they go for it. But, I mean, Dana White will be very, very hesitant when there are fighters like Marina Rodriguez uh, and just, yeah, Yeljacek and Zhang Wei Li still fighting. So, wow. Yeah, that the fight itself, not much to report on, but new strawweight champion after eight long years, Carla Esparza gets it done in a fight that can quickly be forgotten about. I'm going to hopefully get that men in black kind of pen and forget about that one. But what we can't forget about now is that Carla Esparza, two wins over Nami Yunus, and she is the new strawweight champion. So look, I'll start the interview, but not much to report on. So I'll be back in a moment and I'll jump into the upcoming main event because we are going to be in for a hell of a main event. It was unfortunate, the co-main event, it wasn't the right build-up to what we are now about to see. It's kind of got everyone a bit flat, but the main event will get everyone lifted again. So congratulations to the new strawweight champion, two-time UFC strawweight champion, Carla Esparza. And one extra note as well, Carla Esparza now holds the record for the longest time between title reigns in UFC history, beating Frank Mayer by well over a thousand days. New record, Carla Esparza, 2,612 days between title reigns. That is a new record, so at least we saw a historic moment, but the fight itself, not historic. But congratulations to Carla Esparza nonetheless. Great result for her, as we see Misha Tate in the crowd. Now we warm into the main event, Oliveira vs. Gaethje. Oliveira no longer the champion, stripped due to missing weight. That is a huge curveball in this main event, but he looks good in the warm-up. Justin Gaethje, he is going to be in the zone as well. So I'm really keen to sit down for this main event. And originally, I had Charles winning by submission, especially with the, yeah, just everything he holds and Gaethje losing by submission last time he fought for the title. But... Since Oliveira missed weight, I think something's off. I think there's he's not in his element. And he could have very easily proved me wrong, but I am switching my pick to Justin Gaethje by knockout. He's in the zone, and I'm just going with my gut. My gut is telling me to switch my pick. So in this light, uh, lightweight main event, sorry, not light heavyweight, uh, I'm taking Justin Gaethje to win the title. Oliveira can't win the title here. And when it comes down to those little moments... Gaethje's going to have the mental edge and that motivation because he is actually going to have that title wrapped around his waist if he gets the win here. He's worked so hard. Trevor Whitman, he doesn't have long to respond to Rose Namajunas dropping the belt. Now it is time for a very quick response to get the belt on Justin Gaethje. Whatever way this goes, it is going to be one hell of a main event. I'm going to tune back round by round and if there's a finish, I'll report on it as soon as it happens. But I'm going to be back at the first, or end, my apologies, I'm so excited. At the end of the first round, Justin Gaethje, Charles Oliveira, and yeah, for the title, but not for Charles. But if Charles wins, yeah, he'll fight to be crowned the champion next time around. I'd say Islam Markashev is the next one they put in that title fight. That just makes sense to me. Would love to see Connor and Chandler as well. But man, this is a great main event. This is destined to be... It's infinitely better than that co-main event, so I cannot wait to jump into it. 155-pound action for the lightweight strap. It is Charles Oliveira up against Justin Gaethje. I will be back at the end of the first round. What a fight this one's going to be. Wow. 
Oh, wow. Charles Oliveira, a first round submission win. That was exact. That was main event. Comparatively to that co-main event, that was wild. Both guys rocking each other early. Charles Oliveira came out with intent. Justin Gaethje, he hit him with some nasty shots. Gaethje really hurt Oliveira. And then, yeah, just, uh, I mean, fucking, I'm trying to remember what even happened. I, we'll see a replay in a moment, but Oliveira just nailed him. Gaethje drops to the ground. Oliveira's attempting submissions. Gaethje's getting out of them. And then Oliveira, he's just so good by submission. That was going to be my initial pick. The weight cuts always throw me off, but wow. Oliveira, like I'd say put some respect on his name. He was overweight in this one. But look, Oliveira, he's going to be fighting next in that title fight. And it is going to be up against Islam Markashev, I would say. And look, wow, Justin Gaethje, again, he's shown his kryptonite in these big title fights. The submissions are what get him, but he's been up against the two best all-time submission artists in light his lightweight history. So for Justin Gaethje, would he move up potentially to welterweight? Or does he continue this quest third time lucky? I still think he should be pursuing the lightweight title. But wow, yeah, Gaethje, so early first round. Dropped him with a couple of really clean shots and really hurt Oliveira. It, it was just wild. And then Oliveira coming back with a huge right hand, right, left. I don't know. I'm so fucking excited. Just trying to watch this. Comes over the top and he was trying to lock in a submission. Trying to lock in multiple submissions. But obviously Gaethje's been spending his whole training camp trying to get out of these. But then Oliveira finding the back. Dubronx with the submission win. And I could not be more impressed what a main event a first round finish and the legend of Charles Oliveira continues to grow one of the all-time greats and that was just phenomenal what I want to see next is Markashev up against Oliveira and his entire corner have the blonde hair that is a nice touch but man I'm keen to see the interview that was huge First round submission win. He's had Chandler call him out earlier in the night. McGregor's still an option, but I think the one that makes the most sense, the one that I want to see, Islam Markashev. There was talk that maybe they would still go with Benil Dariush and Markashev, which got scrapped at the last minute. But I think now Dubronx, he's looking for a challenger. And Islam Markashev, I believe he's the next one to step up. So I'd like to see Markashev and Oliveira coming off this performance. And I'd like to see Chandler up against McGregor. As for what for, what, what for Justin Gaethje? I can't even speak English now. Uh, I don't know what's next for Justin Gaethje. But yeah, incredible performance from Charles de Bronx Oliveira. And he's earned, he's earned Gaethje's respect. So now, as for what's next for Gaethje, we'll wait and see. But de Bronx, I want to see Islam Markashev. But first, let's enjoy this performance. He doesn't have the belt around his waist, so... Not the champion. He's about to be interviewed by Joe Rogan. So I'll check in after the interview. Okay, Charles Oliveira fired up. And yeah, he's made his intentions clear. He doesn't care who fights for the title next. He says, Dana White, give me someone. He did mention McGregor's name. That's the money fight. But look, as I've mentioned, I think McGregor versus Chandler. Bigger fight, Oliveira versus Markashev. And I think because Oliveira missed weight, don't give him the big McGregor title fight. I think you go for Markashev. So that's what I want to see. I want to see Islam Markashev. And as for the rest of it, well, yeah, that's basically the main card. Couple of boring fights amongst some really exciting ones, but in the main event, Charles Oliveira getting it done, defending his belt, 
And look, yeah, I've given my thoughts and comments throughout the entire fight. Oliveira, his legend, is growing. The weight cut thing was definitely a concern. But I'll wrap this one up now, and I will be back some point during the week with my fight night preview and predictions for Jan Blahovic up against Alexander Rakic. Some good fights on that card as well. Main event and co-main event, both light heavyweight bouts, a couple of ranked fighters. Uh, and coming up after that, we'll have Holly Holm and Ketlin Vieira. After that, Alexander Volkov returns after his London loss. Alec against Jarzino Rosenstrike. And then UFC 275 in Singapore. Really keen. There is some Aussie and Kiwi flavor there. Also, Valentina Shevchenko up against Talia Santos for the flyweight title. And Glover Teixeira up against Yuri Prohaska for the light heavyweight title. So, so many exciting cards coming up. I'll be keen to get into the fight night preview and predictions, which I didn't get to release this week. But I will be releasing that for the fight night, so it should be good. Actually, a lot of fun fights throughout that undercard as well. So if you're not too sure on some of the names throughout the card or want to know some more, definitely tune in to the fight night preview and predictions. But look, that was it. The UFC 274 main card. We have seen a new champion crowned in Carla Esparza. We have seen no champion crowned in the main event. We saw Michael Chandler with a all-time highlight knockout of Tony Ferguson. What's next for Tony Ferguson? Well, yeah, just a big, big loss to concede for Tony Ferguson. We saw Chaos Williams lose as well to Randy Brown. Randy Brown looked phenomenal. And there was the other fight with Shogun Rua and OSP. OSP getting the win, not much to report on. Not one of the all-time greatest pay-per-views I've seen, but major main event moment and a huge fight between Chandler and Ferguson as well. So next week, won't have to pay any money for Jan Blahovic up against Alexander Rakic. I'll be jumping into my preview and predictions. And do remember, if you enjoyed thoughts and comments today, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report and follow us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. You'll be able to see as soon as the fight night preview and predictions is out. But until then, take care of yourselves and have a great weekend.